This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 135 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Lots to come over the next 45 minutes or so. It's been a controversial weekend. Hope you like the title of the show, Triple C. Controversy creates cash. Not that I'm a cynic or anything like that, but we'll get stuck into that very, very shortly. Uh, if you've only just stumbled across us, you can get all our previous episodes on our website, fightdisciples.com. That's where you can subscribe to us as well. And we're also all over social media, where there's a lovely video of Billy Joe Saunders' kid uh, apologising for punching <laughs> Willie Munro in the nuts at this moment in time. Uh, you can get that on our Facebook page, at Fight Disciples, also on Twitter and Instagram under the same handle. Before we start the show, I just want to have a little bit of a do at my colleague. Every single week, we kind of throw a little bit of lifestyle in. Now, you may have seen uh, some atrocious things coming out of London uh, on Friday. Obviously, in West London, um, we, our thoughts are with everybody that was affected by the... Uh, the explosion on the tube. But also on uh, Friday morning, there was a fire a little bit further north in North London, uh, in between London, Houston and um, Milton Keynes at Harrow. There was a ro- there was a trackside fire which kind of stopped every single uh, train coming in and out of London. Now, for those that follow what me and Nick get up to on a day-to-day basis, Nick obviously sticks his face sometimes on BT Sport, acting uh, all hard. We're his, uh, we his well-hard mates from the UFC so and all that. they hard, I'm not. Mm. Um, but I do a bit of radio uh, and some of that is based in London so on Friday morning I've done my radio show I'm getting a nice early train to get home to the kids and the wife and enjoy a fantastic weekend so I'm there nice and early 6.30 Houston Station I'm told that me that me that me train is not running because of this trackside fire obviously I'm I'm distraught I'm saying to them when, when, when's the train going to be running they tell me not for the rest of the day Mr Catterall you're going to have to sort some alternate uh, plans out so I stick this on social media distraught that I'm going to have to stay in London for an extra 24 hours knackered I've been up for 24 hours I'm absolutely shattered this clown here right obviously sees that he goes on the old WhatsApp gets onto a message he goes you alright no I'm not alright and I explains to him what the situation he goes ER, I'll cheer you up. So I'm thinking, all right, maybe he's done a deal. Maybe another clothing deal. Or maybe something else to do with the podcast to take us into the next stratosphere. No, he sends me a fucking meme, right? (laughs) Sends me a meme to cheer me up. Mate, I've been up for 36 hours. I'm absolutely shattered. I just want to get home. I'm on a a minibus with 10 other clowns, right? On my way to Milton Keynes in peak... Friday morning, London traffic, and you're just designing me a poster and sending me a meme to cheer me up. Do you know what? I was fucking distraught that you never replied. Going, brilliant, that Nick. Mate, brilliant. I was, I was fuming. <laughs> I thought I was going to get something good, and you're going, I'll cheer you up, lad. About half an hour later, a message comes through, and it's a meme. To be fair, it was a good meme, and a lot of people <laughs> did like it on our uh, Instagram when I threw it up there. So fair play to you. But I only saw the lighter side of that once I'd ha- eventually got some sleep. To be fair, I'm only two two hours late, really. On wow, I got a check this out. Right, they told me how far did the minibus go? Did that what, go all the way back to the northwest? No, no, no. So what they did was um, there's no trains, yeah. but there are trains from King's Cross. Luckily, I had my phone on me, so I whipped my phone well, out. King's Cross is about fucking five hundred yards away from Houston. Yeah, so I flipped it open. All the trains from King's Cross were cancelled. So I said to the woman against it, "Are you sure that these? You've sent everybody down to King's Cross now." Are you sure that the train's running? And she went, oh, no, my computer's just come up saying everything's cancelled. And I went, that's a good job I didn't set off. I then overheard someone saying there's a replacement bus service on and you can catch it from Platform 2 at Euston. So I legged it down there, 
the replacement bus was a minibus. A minibus. Oh, my God. Ten-seater minibus. I was the tenth person onto the bus. Unbelievable. Behind me, there was about two to three hundred people <gasps> coming down the blooming aisle, waiting to get on this bus, absolutely fuming. And I just said to the fella, I said, listen, Pablo, bloody put your foot down, son, before I get pulled off here. Get out, get, get out. So it took about an hour and a half then to get up to Milton Keynes. Gets to Milton Keynes, pandemonium at Milton Keynes, because nobody was allowed to obviously continue into London. So everybody's getting off the trains there. Yeah, yeah. They're all confused, so I just jumped on a train there and got back up to Manchester in about an hour and a half. But it were it were absolutely crackers, mate. Jeez. There you go. Ten-seater minibus, eh? Ten-seater. Nice. Nice start to the weekend. And then we've got all the controversy in the Triple G Canelo fight, because I sit down there and I'm enjoying it. Hey, two men did such wonders for boxing, didn't they not? Wonders for boxing. Early hours of Sunday morning, I'm sat there going, you've lived up to it. You absolute beauty. I'm sat here creaming myself. 12 rounds just absolutely flew by. I'm thinking, do you know something? My sport, the sport that I love, is in a wonderful, wonderful position. Then, Adelaide Bird says, hold my fucking beer, lads. I'm going to sort this out for everybody. How ironic that only a matter of moments ago that Oscar De La Hoya was telling us that Mayweather McGregor was going to be the one that destroyed uh, boxing's reputation. Well, well done, Adelaide. You've done us all a treat there, haven't you? What the fuck was she on? What was she watching? Ten rounds to Canelo. Ten? Ten rounds. I know that, let's, let's be honest, I mean, this isn't the first time that uh, Canelo has been favoured under uh, Las Vegas judges. For those that remember the Erisande-Lara uh, fight, personally, I thought Lara won that fight, but Canelo got the decision. When he fought Mayweather, one judge actually said that Canelo won the fight. He didn't hit him. He didn't hit him for 12 rounds. So he has been favoured previously. This is an absolute joke. It's horrific, and uh, there's no other way to, to look at it. You know, obviously Nevada now have come out and they've suspended her from taking part in any events. But, the, you know, Bob Bennett has seen, who's the executive director of Nevada State Athletic Commission, actually come out afterwards, and he, he, he described his performance as a bad day. A bad day. Mm. The biggest fight of the year. The moment that we've, as fight fans, everyone's been waiting for. A bad day. So, okay, did you see Teddy Atlas as well? Teddy right. Atlas nearly Just had a, a fucking heart mate, attack. sometimes I have a go at Teddy Atlas, but well done, mate. I thought yeah. he was mint. You know what? My only problem with Teddy Atlas there is, would he have? Would his criticism have been as strong had it been at ESPN events? Or a top-rank event, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? because he gets he gets laid up, he? gets his pay, he gets, that's where he gets paid, you see, so it was easy for him to take shots. So he loved a little bit of Golden Boy. Yep, it's Golden Boy, right, I can go in on this. Yeah, lot. exactly, yeah, yeah, they get in both battles. <laughs> but okay, let's break down. He, he basically said corruption, corruption is ruining boxing and has done for years. This is why it will never grow massively in the mainstream. This is the stunt, this is what's stunting its growth, is because massive events like this you know, even going into it, like, I think it was about four to five rounds in, and I even tweeted it out and was like, there's no way Triple G wins on points. There's no way, even just four rounds into this fight, because I could see some of the rounds were starting to be close. Mm. Um, and I just thought, if this goes the distance, I maintain the fact that Canelo will not lose on points. Yeah, so that's... why then? So why? Let's let's discuss why. So any, for any fans who kind of... Well, your mate, your mate Matt Ritchie, he wrote an article last week. Yeah. Last week saying that he wouldn't get a decision. And he yeah. was giving it all the breakdowns as to why. I don't know if you saw that tweet from... I can't remember who it was. Someone on social media posted on the Friday or the Thursday, oh, Adelaide Bird's going to score this, 118-110. Fucking hell. That, two days Jesus. before. Two days before. That's what they said. Fucking hell. That's fucking unbelievable. Isn't, isn't it? it? 
So therefore, it's not like a new thing. We know that it's bent. We know yeah. that there's something going on there. Anyway, carry on what you were saying. So, there. so basically, the fundamentals of it are let, let's let's be honest here. Let's call a spade a spade. What's gone on is Adelaide Baird is protecting the fact that she wants to keep working in Las Vegas and one of the biggest promoters in the world that visit Las Vegas most of all are Golden Boy Promotions. Yeah. So if she works favourably in the eyes of Golden Boy Promotions as a judge, they will give her more work. Now, I know before you say, oh, but it's Nevada that appoint the judges. Yes, but Golden Boy as someone that fills the pockets of Nevada State Athletic Commission with their events, will encourage and will have their favoured judges and their favoured referees. That's why we get the same kind of referees and judges over and over, because Goldboy like, listen, we like this guy, so, you know, we can have him, can't we? Don't let him, you know, we, we're coming back on that date and we like these judges and we like those referees. And Nevada kind of, you know, oh, yeah, 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 not a, you know, they make it work together yeah. because that's what makes most money and it's... They they can they 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 do that to make as much money as possible. But what they do in that regard is you're getting judges um, like Adelaide Bird, who is working regularly for Golden Boy. She knows what side her bread is buttered on. She knows she can't be controversial. So in her mind, if she sees a round that's close, yeah, potentially even like fucking hell, some of the rounds she scored that she actually gave to Canelo, you think there's no way on God's green gave earth. Canelo round seven. Unbelievable. And Triple G was that's his best round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think she gave she gave him two rounds, didn't she? What she gave him the fourth. Uh let's have a quick look. I've got the scorecard here. So she gave him um just two rounds throughout the entire fight. The fourth and the seventh. No, she gave All right, him the seventh. Alright, she gave him the seventh. Yeah. She gave Kolovkin. Sorry, it was the other judge. The judge who the judge who gave it a draw. I'm sure he gave Canelo the seventh round. Uh, he did, Jerry gave Canelo the seventh round, yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. It, it, but that's why you have three judges, because three points of view from three different sides of, course, of the yeah. ring, you may have or may have not have seen something different. So that that's one round that he scored badly. But for me, there's other rounds that she, Adelaide Baird, has comp- she's sat there through round like five, you know, for me, can I, Triple G dominated four, five, six, seven. Like those four rounds, he was really on top. That's when the fight, like first four rounds, it was like two and two for me. I thought I, I, I had a two all. Then Golovkin put his foot down, and then Canelo for me came back into it late on. I thought Canelo won a couple of rounds. Listen, let's 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 call it what it is. If if she'd have scored it by one round and it was a draw, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about controversy. We'd be going, oh, I thought Canelo won. I thought Triple G won. Yeah. I thought it was a draw because watching it back, I watched it back on uh, Sunday night. And I was like trying to then be a golden boy switched on, you know, score it for them. Favorably. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast. I had the commentary off because I thought the commentary was very pro Triple G at the weekend as well. Right. Uh, that we got on Box Nation. I, I, you know, maybe that's because I wanted Triple G to win. Maybe, yeah. Because I tipped, tipped Triple G to win down the stretch. So maybe that's what it was. But I, I remember watching it live thinking, you know, Canelo's doing well here and I don't think he's getting as much credit because he's fighting off the back foot. Triple G's forcing the pace of the fight, which is what I'm all about as well. I would score for forcing the pace, being on the front foot. But when I watched it back on Sunday night, I tried to give more to Canelo. And when it got down a stretch, you know, I was like, I, I am not hating a draw here because I'm being very pro-Canelo. I'm yeah. not hating on a draw. So for that reason, it wouldn't have been too bad. But to give 10 rounds, for someone to say Triple G... Lost 10 of those rounds. I swear to God, they should not be anywhere near a boxing ring ever again. Mm. Ever again. Horrific. Absolutely <laughs> horrific performance. Now, you, uh, you've obviously just gone through what you saw. W- regarding what I saw in that fight, I kind of, again, during the... 
I've said this on many occasions when we've done a show together, that I find it quite hard. I have to watch a lot of fights for a second time in order to give a more balanced view because you have a favourite, don't you, in the fight. You've picked somebody, yeah. you think that they're going to win it, so therefore you you look for the things that they're doing positively to justify your argument as to say, told you, I yeah, picked yeah. that guy. Yeah. So when I'm watching the fight, I am obviously emotionally attached to Triple G because I picked him last week mm-hmm. and I genuinely believe he could do it. So when the fight starts, for me, I was a little bit different. So I kind of judged it in two halves. The first six rounds... I had it 4-2 up to Canelo, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I've gone that way, the first round you could probably go 10-10, but I made a conscious note in my head at the start of the fight, yeah. I am not doing any 10-10s here. Yeah. I'm going to pick, all right? I'm going to pick a guy. Yeah. Now, first round, it's very cagey. And then I thought that Canelo got into his stride quicker than Triple G did. Yeah. I thought that first he was... Two rounds, yeah, yeah, I thought that he was catching off that back foot. Yeah. I thought his timing was bang on a lot quicker than Triple G got into his stride. Yeah. At round four, I thought Triple G, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, up. he's got used to the lateral movement. He knows what's going on here. And even though the pressure wasn't 100% where it was later on in the fight, he was there or thereabouts and he started to catch Canelo. So yeah. I, that's when I started to score for him. So at six, I thought to myself, I'm going to be quite generous here towards Canelo and I'm going to go 4-2, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't score him another round for the rest of the fight then. Yeah. First time I watched it. Now, I don't know whether that was pro... Uh, me being Triple G fan, but I was Triple Triple G's doing the business. Yeah. He's aggressive. He's catching him. Yeah, okay. Every now and again, Canelo will throw something, but Canelo was catching him in one shot combos. Yeah, Triple G was putting threes and fours together. Mm-hmm. Right. So I scored the whole of the second half of the fight in Triple G's favor. So therefore, I had it eight four. Yeah, one sixteen, one twelve. Right. Is the first time I scored it, and I thought when the when the scorecard came out and one eighteen, one ten come out, I went what. To anybody. I was yeah. like, what? And then obviously you have 114, 114, then you have 115, 113, and you think, right, it's a, a split draw. And you think to yourself, did I? Maybe it was me. Maybe mm. it was me, right? But then you check social media and you see all the, everybody's outraged. This is an absolute joke. Right. I'm going to have to watch this back. And like you say, without the commentary, I'm just going to have to watch this back. Yeah. So I watched it back. And again, I tried my very best to be pro Canelo pro Canelo mm-hmm. in a way try to be pro Canelo I try to be lenient towards Canelo maybe not pro Canelo let's watch it without any emotion but be lenient towards Canelo yeah. and the second time I scored it I scored it 115-113 so I agreed with the third judge t- yeah. towards Golovkin yeah, yeah. and I thought to myself how has anybody anybody on God's green earth seen that towards Canelo by that wide of a margin if they'd have gone 115-113 Canelo I can go okay you prefer this style of fighting of over the style of fighting that yeah. I'm looking at. I thought Canelo won the, won the last two rounds. Right. I, I, I scored him in the, both of the 11th and the 12th. I thought he won the first two and the last two. He definitely put it on in that last round. Yeah. He definitely put it on. And, and that's and, the only other round that I could argue that he would win. And that's the round that I gave him the second time I, fought, I, I, yeah, I yeah. scored it. So I, I kind of had it like, I guess, 6-4. Is probably how I scored it. So, mm. so for two rounds, that, that I'm quite happy with that because I was trying to, as I say, pick Canelo out a little bit. But so, so again, if Adley Bird have had it, you know, six four to Canelo, I, I wouldn't have really been that much. I don't think anyone would have been that much of uproar. Probably gone. Oh, I don't know what she's seen there. I, I yeah. preferred Triple G. Yeah, I don't but think anybody's going. Two. Yeah. 10-2. That's it. I don't it's think anybody's going impossible to I don't score think anybody's 10-2. going crazy. The, the the result is a draw. I don't think anybody's going crazy at that. No. If it was 115-113 Canelo, 115-113 Triple G, 114-114. If that's the results that come out, people go, all right, got to see it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because the sort, like you've just said, 10-2. Yeah. 
the, it's automatically it's, it's automatically a it's robbery. Corrupt. Yeah, yeah. And she's done it to protect the fact that she wants to work for Golden Boy. So that brings me back to the real spectre here. And that's the fact that three weeks ago, in the build-up to Mayweather McGregor, we had Oscar De La Hoya telling us it was corrupt, it was a sham, it was a joke, it was a stain on boxing. It was all this stuff. As it turned out, it wasn't a stain on boxing. It wasn't corrupt. It was what it was. It was a bit of a freak show. It was fun while, while it lasted. It brought ice it was to the sport. Competitive for, it felt like it was competitive for four rounds. Obviously, when Floyd got out of second gear, it wasn't competitive. But for four rounds, it felt competitive watching it live. The world watched it. Everyone come away going, That's I enjoyed right. that. Yeah, yeah. That was an, a spectacle. I enjoyed that. Boxing won, McGregor won, Mayweather won, MMA won, fight sports in general won. Terrific. What's next? And he missed out on that because he went, it's shit, it's stay away, it's horrible, it's ruining boxing. How fucking ironic that is event, the biggest boxing event this year, that should have been the pinnacle of the sport for the year and been the real big positive moment for boxing, Mm. became a stain. And why? Because of his control over Las Vegas, Nevada State Commission, the judges and the referees not wanting to piss him off and for them carrying favour with him. Whether he agrees with that or not, that's bullshit. Him and this event are a stain on boxing because of that reason. There you go. Fuming. Um, On the flip side of that, all the administration outside of uh, the ring have left us with a sour taste in our mouths. What we saw inside of the ring was absolutely top quality. However, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with Canelo, you know. I have, because he ain't a Mexican fighter by tradition, is he? I know know he's Mexican. I know he is by his passport. He don't fight like a Mexican. And I love that uh, that Triple G, after the fight's going, I told him I wanted to fight like a Mexican. Meet me in the middle and let's go. No. He legged it around the ring. He didn't leg it around the ring. Big drama show. Exactly. Big drama show. He didn't leg it around the ring as in like a, a traditional leg it around the ring. Like, and get out uh, the way. You know, coyote chasing. No, the no, 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 no. It wasn't that. But he bad. wasn't Mexican. No, it wasn't. No, he didn't meet him. No, and I think if he would have met him, he might have gone, mate. He might have been taken out of there. Mate, he took that right hand in the fifth round like a good mate. G. Jesus, he is made out of granite. That boy. That's what the G stands for, mate. He's made out of granite. Yeah. Because if you remember. Canelo's thrown that shot on several occasions. That's the shot that put uh, Amir Khan to kit, man. Yeah, big time. And he chucked it, probably hit him even flusher because he hit uh, uh, Amir on the top of the head, on the temple. Yeah. He hit him clean, absolutely flush as it comes. And he sat there and laughed. All I was listening for in the background was the Terminator music. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> You want some of this? You're going to get some of this. I'm thinking, yes, Triple G. Go on, son. Walk him Just down. Just walking forward. It's like, do you know when on Terminator, when you chop that geezer's arm off, T2's arm off, and it just grows back? That's what he's like, isn't it? Chop chin, his head his off. His chin just grew back. Yeah, it's like... Dun, 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 his dun. chin's in row Z, but no. It's just back in. He's unreal, mate. Not only can he fight... Yeah. He is nails. He's a machine. I think, to be honest, I think both of them should come out of it with credit. I think Canelo took big shots as well. Canelo proved that he's he can handle this size. And you know, a lot of people in the industry now are going, okay, so we've had the prequel, so let's have the main, co- let's have the rematch now. They're already talking about Cinco de Mayo next year. Too long ago. And a lot of people are tipping Canelo as well. A lot of people saying Canelo wins the rematch. No, he because doesn't. of his boxing ability. Now he knows how Triple G is going to come at him. Uh, listen, he knew what. Triple G only fights one way. You know what he's going to do. Mm. He's going to walk you down. He's going to land bombs. Do you, do you think Canelo fancies that, that rematch? Do you think he wants to do it? I think he's got no choice now. He's got no choice. 
he's got no choice because this result. Why May? Why, have an May, wait, why next wait till May? May's too long. Cinco de Mayo, isn't it? Yeah, Mexican, I know. I know Mexican it is. Weekend. I know that's, it is. But the, he fights twice a year. The the Mexican the two Mexican holidays. But look at the delay. You've got to wait so long now for that rematch. Yeah. You've got to wait so long for it. What happens to the rest of the middleweight division? Because obviously we're going to move on to Billy Joe Saunders in a minute. But what happens there in that particular situation? Just gets left left to rot, doesn't it? Because this is this is the fight that we need to see. We haven't had a decisive winner uh, in in the official eyes. We've not had a decisive winner. I think the world knows that. You know, on a large bit, most people thought Canelo uh, Triple G won the fight. I think he's come out of it now with his reputation intact, probably enhanced. Yeah. Whereas Canelo's, and I think Canelo's reputation in a lot of ways has been enhanced as well because it was a, cr- a crack and fight. It wasn't, you know, Hagler Hearns. We spoke no. about it last week. Is this going to be the greatest middleweight title fight of all time? It wasn't. It's a different style. It, of fight. it was good. Yeah, it yeah. was entertaining. And it was two completely contrasting styles. Yeah. And it was engrossing stuff, but mm. it wasn't like you know, it didn't go down in history. It wasn't no, it wasn't AJ Klitschko led, you know, iconic status, but. I think the demand for the rematch has got to be there because of the stink that goes around it. And I'll tell you now, it's got to happen outside of Las Vegas. It's Mm. got to. Because what if this happens again? It could kill boxing. It could kill boxing. If they had the rematch and there was another scoring controversy, I would take it outside of Vegas, put it in Madison Square Garden, do whatever. Unfortunately, because Vegas is the heart of boxing, it will go back to Vegas. Let's get it in Kazakhstan. That's where I want to do it, in a a car park. Well, I was thinking Liverpool Echo Arena. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of stinking the gaff out, Billy Joe Saunders' fight against Willie Munro was an absolute snowfest. If you stayed up to watch that fight, fair play to you. I was one of those characters because obviously we had the World Boxing Super Series uh, in Liverpool on Saturday night and the reason that uh, BT Sport slash Box Nation decided to delay it a little bit, well, there's two reasons for it. They didn't want to clash with Callum Smith and they also wanted to keep you online. They wanted to dangle that hook and say, hey, stay with us because Canelo Triple G's coming up in a minute. Yeah. Use your pay-per-view and spend your 16, 17 quid in order to come and watch this fight. Billy Joe Saunders, once again, at the end of the fight, we are talking about how boring the fight was. It was just absolutely terrible. And in a way, I kind of feel a little bit sorry for him because his opponent didn't fancy it. His opponent was so negative, and when you've got two back foot negative fighters fighting each other, it's like, oh my God, you've got to be a purist to kind of enjoy this. Every now and again, you might see something that you go, this is all right, and then you've got to wait another three rounds before you see something else, which is yeah. just, it doesn't do anything to bring a casual fan in to love boxing. No. They'll watch that and go, what was all that about? Yeah, that was exactly. a world title fight. That was rubbish. Yeah. Well, I was, as you know, I was at the press conference for Callum Smith as they were ring walking because I was messaging you on it and I was mm. saying, uh, I'm getting in the car. I'm going to be home shortly. Text me anything that I've missed so far. Obviously, I watched the fight when I got home because I had a couple of hours to kill before Canelo Triple G. And you didn't even message me once. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, literally five minutes from home. I thought, fucking hell, I've been driving for almost half an hour. I texted you again. Come on, let me know what's happened. Uh, nothing. Nothing's You've happening. You've missed mate. nothing. Nothing's happening. So when I watched the replay, thank fuck it was on it was it was on recorded because I was able to you know you can watch it on like six times the speed yeah 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 I was watching it and I was thinking was it more entertaining that way it, it, it wasn't too bad because <laughs> I thought when you watch it on double speed you thought wow William Monroe's got a good jab he works off that jab that's about all he's got in real time but yeah, yeah. listen that kid I'm sorry to say they should take his passport off him because you know if you're going to travel to another country and challenge for a world title and put in that kind of lackluster performance, not even go for it, yeah. not even roll the dice. Hmm. I say my only positive to say about him is pretty nice jab, 
That's about mm. it. But he didn't do anything. I tell you what would have been the more entertaining fight. His son. His son yeah, against yeah. William Monroe. Billy, Billy Joe's kid against William Monroe. I exactly. reckon his kid, because his kid looked like a front foot pressure fighter. He did, yeah. Did. <laughs> Dodgy low blows. But Can I just say, right, Billy Joe didn't even flinch when his kid punched William Monroe in the nuts. Didn't even flinch. If my lad had done that, I'd have, I'd have put his pants down on the bloody stage and tanned his heart in front of everybody. But it was like Billy Joe sold it as well, mate. He knows that if uh, any strangers ever touch him, he needs to punch them. <laughs> like, oh my god! Not only are you like you like commending him for it yeah, as well. Yeah. The apology was brilliant. Sorry for hitting you in the nuts. Uh, no, as soon as he got him in the ring afterwards, I thought, here comes the apology now. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's teed them up really to apologise. Mm. But you know that says Billy- it all. When Billy Joe ends a world title fight yet again, and he's able to fuck around, and is that is, is his mind is that clear that he's able to get his son in? Don't forget, you need to apologise to you know blah blah. For me, it was just... He needs a pressure fight, doesn't he? Yet another Billy Joe fight where we end it with apologies for Billy Joe's performance, his opponent's performance. I've been out of action for so long. Next time, I'll be better. Next time... It- Billy, man, I'm sick of the stories. He like, needs it. Does he? No, does he not asked. need though a better matchmaking? He needs. A, he needs a pressure fight. He needs someone this to come at a him. Top doesn't contender, though. This yeah, guy's no, a he is. But he's boring. You can't really argue. But but does he not need someone to come at him? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Ideally, he needs Golovkin. That would be the perfect fight yeah, yeah, yeah. for Billy Joe. Or, or Eubank Junior again. Do yeah. Eubank Junior again? Well, Eubank Junior is obviously on his own. Doing his own thing. On now. his own thing now. And you know, we've talked about this before. Eubank Junior is now a far bigger star than Billy Joe Saunders. And performance like that at the weekend mm. will only lament that fact. Mm. You know, you show me a, even a hardcore boxing fan out there now that's not directly related to him. Does anybody want to see Billy Joe Saunders fight again? I don't. Mm. He's I'm not ca- in any rush to see Billy Joe fight again. He's called out Amir Khan. Who cares? At 154 pounds. He said yeah. he can get down. Well, who cares? Does anyone really care? That's the problem with Billy Joe at the moment. Mm. Does anybody really care? And, speaking, and why has this become a narrative as well with, with Frank's world champions? Well, I was going to move on. Nobody cares about Terry Flanagan either. I was going to move on to the rest of the card because Anthony Yard, obviously we spoke about him on the show on, on a regular basis and I've bigged him up. I said, this is the best light everywhere in, in our country. This is going to be one of the most exciting talents. I'm so excited about him. You then get rumours that they're going to make the fight with either uh, a Hosea Burton or a Bullione or a Callum Johnson. You're thinking, that's the type of people I want you in the, in with. We've mentioned it, haven't we? The British title. Get in there in that British title mix. Yeah. And then it's just been a bit of a farce over the last two months regarding, I'm not going to take Hosea Burton because he got beat off uh, Frank Bullione. Yeah, but the, the British Board of Boxing Control have, have sanctioned bully on it to fight Callum Johnson so you can't have that one so you might as well go and fight Burton Burton's a former champion go and beat him if you think you're that good yeah. go and beat him and therefore you're automatically being called that it's technically a semi-final you're going to get a shot at the British title next time out so take that route what are you messing about for going well he's the WBO European champion no he's not that's a bullshit belt it's a yeah. bullshit belt it's a sanctioned belt basically so someone can get paid yeah. the European champion holds the EBU belt that is it that's right that's the European champion not yeah. this WBO European fuck off not yeah. interested mate nope. and I'm losing my patience a little bit with it because he fought a geezer at the weekend Norbert Nasipati right who gives a fuck I'm watching him just beat him up for three rounds I've seen this for the previous fights. Yes, yeah. I know that you didn't have necessarily the most illustrious amateur career. So you're still kind of learning. But do me a favour, right? As a fight fan, do me a favour. I'm watching this going, don't mug me off, mate. Yeah. I know you're better than this dude. Yeah. You know you're better than this dude. What are you learning from beating him up for three rounds? Exactly. Nothing. We've seen Callum Smith beat that same guy up on the uh, Golovkin-Brook undercard. Callum Smith stopped him. 
Callum Smith's a weight division below Anthony Yard. And he's and I think the guy's won one and lost two since. Like, what the fuck? How? One, if, if, as you say, that WBO European belt, it's not worth the, the, the you know, the, the piece of leather it's printed on because the guy lost, he's lost more than he's won since he got stopped by Callum Smith in a weight division below. Mm. How does he then step up to fight in a co-main event of a world title card mm. live on a Saturday night? Against Anthony Yard, who's steaming everyone anyway. Mm. It's, you know, and the same goes for Dubois' opponents. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? You know, are we supposed to just lap this up? They're, they're, if they're on Sky, they're next-gen fights, aren't they? That's they're it. Friday night next-gen fights. And that's not to say Frank or Eddie are doing things completely differently, because they're both guilty at times of doing the same thing. Mm. But come on, if it's going to be... Con- if that's early in the card, I'm not asked. If it's early down the card, I'm not asked. But don't sell it to me but as don't sell main, it to me as a co-main, co-main event. Yeah, yeah. Some guy, you know, Anthony Yard, he's on an absolute st- a roll, but not really fighting anyone decent mm. against a blown-up super middleweight that, let's face it, is, is probably not domestic... Domestic, it wouldn't win the British title at super middleweight. Mm. Uh, regarding Triple D, by the way, 48 seconds is what it took him. Three knockdowns in that. Yeah. The third didn't necessarily need to happen. I could have stopped nope. it after the second 100%, fight. 100%. The second knockdown. Poor, poor reffing, man. Very it, poor kid, reffing. Kid's gone. Just yeah, pull him out. Very poor reffing. And AJ Carter, who himself is a British, you know, a, a rising British heavyweight trying to do his thing, he got stopped in his, in his last fight. You know, it's like, why, why? I don't understand... Why they get? Why these guys are getting matched? He got he got stopped in the second round in his last fight. So why? And he's you know at that stage he's like eight and two. So he's he's having a go. You know he fancies it. You know he's, he's he looked in decent shape. Why? I don't understand why his manager or matchmaker, whoever looks after AJ Carter, went. Yeah, okay, you've just lost the fight. You got stopped, and it stopped your little bit of a run you're putting together. But you know there's a call coming here for to fight Daniel Dubois. He's knocked out everybody's face. So you're gonna take that fight? I'm like. What does that do to AJ Carter's career now? His career is basically over now. He'll never recover from that. Yeah. Two big knockouts so quick. He, good luck rebuilding that kid's confidence and mentality. A, a real manager would have just gone, listen, AJ, the call's come in for Daniel Dubois, but listen, you need two wins, son, and then we'll get the Dubois fight next year. Don't worry about that. It's, it'll still be there. Instead, they cast him in just to make money. The fight itself made me sick. I like, I like Triple D, don't get me wrong. You're a big fan, yeah. I think he's, I think he's very raw, but... The power's there, you know. He reminds me, remember that TV show, the Jim Henson TV show, with the dinosaurs in? Yeah. What was that called? Like a family of dinosaurs. Do you remember the baby, the little pink baby, the little bald-headed baby? <laughs> he looks like Daniel Dubois. You look at them <laughs> next to each other, I'll show you a picture. But right. anyway, mm. uh, I like Triple D. I like what he's all about. I think he's raw as fuck, but he's obviously got the power there. It was just a shame that he had to obliterate uh, a young, another young a British proper, guy. Yeah. You know? Anyway. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now make sure you subscribe to our podcast. You can get that on our website, fightdisciples.com, because our Radio City talk show will be available for you to download tomorrow where we will be talking about Callum Smith's, um, I personally think, best performance to date against the kid that was mint. Eric Scoglin was really, really good uh, and gave Callum probably more to think about in that 12 rounds than he's had to think about for the whole of his career. Nick was there ringside, and I'm no doubt he'll give us a bit more insight uh, on tomorrow's show. But make sure you subscribe via our website, fightdisciples.com, and you can also see us talking to Callum uh, on our Facebook page, at Fight Disciples, uh, also on Twitter and Instagram as well. Also, whilst you're on there, if you fancy getting yourself some new togs, you can do via our uh, partner, uh, Luke Roper. Uh, you can go on their website, luke1977.com, and use the code FDLR15. That's FDLR15. You get discount at the uh, checkout. 15% off all full price the items, all right? 
Uh, and if you want to know what our uh, T-shirts are looking like, you can see them online at this moment in time in the recent videos that we've stuck on our Facebook page. And people are texting us, tweeting us, calling us. Lads, when's the range going on? When's the... Listen, right? Christmas, brothers. Christmas. That's when you can get the range, all right? The new Fight Disciples range will be available at Christmas time. So therefore, you can put it in your little stocking there. You can tell your wives and your girlfriends, listen, we fancy a new T-shirt for Christmas. Yes. All designed by uh, head designer here, uh, Vivian Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some belters lined up. Do you Have you? Don't my first one's going to be. Go on, go on. Just in big block letters on the front. Yeah, yeah. Big drama show. And that was a big drama show at the weekend, let me tell you. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now then, before we preview what's happening this weekend at the Manchester Arena with Huey Fury and Joseph Parker for the WBO Heavyweight Championship of the World, yep, live on YouTube, um, we are going to get stuck into a little bit of uh, boxing news from the last uh, seven days, one of which, this boy now, right, I've no doubt he's going to take his pants off in the studio and get a little bit giddy because his boy Lomachenko has got himself a fight. What a way to finish the year. December the 9th, put it in your diary, don't do anything. I don't give a shit if your office Christmas party is happening at this particular night, right? If you're off to one of them, I don't know, dodgy little things where you're getting an all-you-can-eat and you've got to dress up like Elvis. Forget it, right? Don't do anything on December the 9th. Get by your TV set because... This is this is history in, in the making. Mm-hmm. The first time mm-hmm. that double Olympic gold medalists, the first time that double Olympic gold medalists are taking each other on in the pro game. Guillermo Rigondao, a man that I've slagged and slagged and slagged, not only on here but on social media because he's boring. But fair play to him. He's made so much noise over the last six months and we credit this every single time someone does it. He's made that much noise over the last six months. He's prepared to go up two weight classes to take on and give us this epic fight. Fair play to both men. Signed, sealed, delivered. Baby, I'm yours! Looking forward to it. December the 9th. You must be giddy as a kid in a sweet shop, son. I can't wait. I can't wait. I need to speak to our partners over at Luke because I need flights. I'm going. I've got to be there. I've got to be there. You know, the it, it's... Uh, it's only five hours, isn't it? New York these days. Oh, it's easy, yeah. Just a little puddle, puddle jump, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, for me, and we've talked about this before, it's a great fight, great for boxing, great way to end the year. The fact it's in uh, Madison Square Garden means hopefully uh, no controversy. Please. Boxing just doesn't need it. Uh, but I don't think it'll be... I, I think my man... I, th- I love Rigondo. I think he's excellent at what he does. Super defensive boxer. But, you know, he's not He's not Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko is a special kind of athlete. This is not the money-spinning fight. This is not going to gr- drag in uh, your, your normal sports fan. It's quite a hardcore fight. But anyone in the industry knows this will be the moment Lomachenko punches his ticket as the pound-for-pound pound best boxer on the planet. And then we will move into 2018 with a step-up to lightweight, I believe, and mm. complete and utter world domination. Mm. Uh, there is a chance that the styles might negate for quite a boring fight, but yeah, only because be- of Rigondo. Oh, so absolutely, defensive. absolutely. But I was going to say Lomachenko will take him apart. But is it because Lomachenko? We've seen him fight he'll, he'll in many him. different ways. Exactly, he can do back foot, front foot, yeah. sideways. You name it, yeah. he is matrix. Lomachenko, shit. Lomachenko will unpick Rigondo. Yeah, definitely. I believe so uh, because Rigondo can only fight one way. Mm. He only. But he's. But hang on a minute. He's, he's unbelievable. He's Sensational. He's sensational, but I believe Lomachenko has got the ability to unpick him, definitely. You know, you know what else is happening that day as well, don't you? December the 9th? Yep. Go on. It's only Derby Day. 
Is it Liverpool, Everton, Liverpool that day for you? At Anfield, yeah. That could be the that could be the that greatest be, weekend of sports of all time for you, couldn't exactly, it? That's like your little wet dream. Well, the way to look all at, you needed that to be is in the Champions League final, well, didn't just, you? I was just going to say, the way to look at the moment, we've got a relegation dogfight. Yeah. And, and then we've got the biggest fight of the year. Or the new, the next biggest fight of the year. Awesome. The right time, yeah. Awesome, man. What a day. What mm. a day to be on the source in Liverpool. There you go. Um, also confirmed, um, November the 4th. We're just waiting for official announcement, but I can tell you that it's done. Wilder is going to fight Ortiz. Ortiz has relinquished his WBA mandatory position to take on uh, Deontay Wilder for the WBC belt. Also on that undercard, as we've been telling you for about two or three weeks now. Uh, again, we're still waiting for an official announcement, but expect it in the next couple of days. Uh, Bermain Stavern versus Dominic Brazil, uh, former four of uh, Anthony Joshua on that undercard. Um, Wilder Ortiz, this is music to Eddie Earns' ears, is, isn't it? Because one of them's got to go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. One of them doesn't have to face AJ now exactly. in, the, in the next 12 months. So which one's it going to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I personally think they're just hoping Ortiz is, is what a lot of people fear he is. And that's just, you know, a bit of a hype job and just a bit of a big brute. And I think they, they're hoping that Wilder's going to take care of him so AJ hasn't got to go. Do you know what I mean? I hope, I hope You that. know what you're getting with Wilder. You know what you're getting with him. You know, quite long... Uh, unorthodox, big puncher, but you know, quite unschooled as well. Like you know, he's he's not the his background is nowhere near what AJ's is. But with Ortiz, because he's got that stellar amateur background behind him, yeah, is what is he as a pro? Is he just like a big pudding, or is he like the sleeping giants? We don't know. So it's masterful stuff by Eddie Hearn that he signed them to keep him away from AJ. And then when he left, he couldn't have had AJ faded away from him. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's perfect. I bet you Eddie Hearn will be watching that one with box of popcorn going. One down, yeah, one to exactly, go. Exactly. I hope that Wilder does come through, mainly because the boy can sell a fight, man. Yeah, exactly. He can sell. And just imagine. Wilder AJ in Las Vegas next summer. That's oh, obviously what Showtime are working towards. Oh, that's what man. we want. And that's, that's what we want as well. It's a big fight, obviously, the biggest fight in boxing, probably with, with Tyson still seemingly fucking out forever yeah. while he waits for his, uh, his UK AJ. Feel for him, man, because he posted a bit on social media at the weekend, like 15 months now it's been. Right. He's been going through this whole thing. UK AD, man. Get your fingers out of your rectums and sort this shit out. It's fucking outrageous. It would not... I maintain, this would not happen to Anthony Joshua. It fucking wouldn't happen. Mm. So why is it happening to Tyson Fury? Mm. Sick of it, man. Sick of it. He still needs to lose a bit of poundage if he's going to get him back in, but there's got to give him some motivation. You've got to exactly. give him his licence back to get that motivation going. Exactly. I believe we will see Tyson again if he can get his licence back. Mm. I'm looking forward to hanging out with him at the weekend. He's obviously going to be in uh, in attendance for yeah, uh, yeah. Huey's fight at the weekend. Yeah. We'll try and get some bits. I'll get him on the old uh, Instagram story. Definitely. He's always up for a crack, is uh, Tyson, so uh, make sure you're around uh, on our Instagram at the weekend. Just a quick one whilst we're on heavyweights. Um, I actually kind of like this from Ricky Hatton. I know that we've um, been we've been negative. <laughs> That's on... a nice link, poor Ricky. You know he has retired. He can't, no, he no. can't put a bit of deuce on. No, you know no, 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 no. He manages talking the heavyweights. of heavyweights. No, he managed... Ricky and the fat bastard. <laughs> easy, easy. Man's a legend. Can I just say the Ricky, man is a legend? Ricky, I wasn't. Maybe it was a wrong choice of, of, of phrasing of the uh, sentence. Poor Rick, I love you, Rick. Ricky manages heavyweight Lucas Brown, right? right? Okay, That's where yeah, I'm going, yeah. all okay, right? Sorry, Not yeah, that yeah. Ricky's a heavyweight, even though he has put a bit of timber on. Ricky, love you, my man, love you. Anyway, um, this is brilliant because we have been quite hard on Lucas Brown on this show. Yep. He's been back and forth with his on social media on that on several occasions. Yep. But I kind of like the, the story behind this where Ricky Hatton has turned down the fight for Lucas Brown with Dillian White yep. uh, because 
And the way that he wrote this was brilliant. He knows what Eddie Hearn was up to, playing the game, yeah. trying to give Lucas a, a smaller um, one purse and obviously length of time to prepare for the fight, whereas yeah. Dillian might have been preparing X, Y, and Z, so he's turned it down. Yeah. Um, Ricky values this fight a lot higher than Eddie Hearn values this fight. Nine times out of ten, that would always be the case. Of course. Um, so I kind of like the fact that Ricky's played a little bit of hardball with this. I still don't know where I'm at regarding Lucas Brown being able to fight because mm-hmm. he's failed two drug tests, yep. but each to their own. You know what I mean? At the end of the day... Well, listen, our views are our views. And, you know, I can't get away from that either, thinking heavyweight boxing especially, or in any boxing, I think if you fail two drug tests, you should be out forever because you're, you're risking people's lives. Do you know what's made me but laugh, But they're not the, the rules. No. They're not the rules. Do you know what's made me so, laugh regarding the whole of this? Yeah. How many people are outraged about a dodgy scorecard compared to performance enhancing drugs in sport? I know, exactly. Exactly, yeah. More people are, are pissed off about the fact that one judge is completely incompetent than the fact that the heavyweight division is littered we with do. proven drug cheats. Mm. You know, But yeah, anyway, it is what it is. And just to try and play a devil's advocate a bit, Lucas Brown is not doing anything you know, in terms of his continuing his career, it's not against the rules. You no. Know, no one has banned him for life. No one's about to ban him for life. Whatever we think about that, Lucas Brown is still available as a heavyweight. So I'd like to see Lucas Brown fight Dillian White. I'd like to see Dillian White knock him out just because of the, the whole drug issue. But then, you know, it's like kind of like the UFC. Are we fucking kidding ourselves? Are they all not on juice? Mm. But they, well, Dillian's been popped certain, before, hasn't he? Well, he's, exactly, he's been yeah. popped once before. That's what I mean. So are they all not just on the juice? And just, just fools like us that think they're not and, and, and fighters like David Price who've never touched in their lives that more the fool him because everybody is, you know? Mm. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. But I think two and you're out. But anyway, if that fight, I hope that fight does happen. But it was good. I, I'm like, yeah, it was good to follow Ricky and Eddie having a go at each other on Twitter. And he's like, <laughs> oh, he's turned down a fight and Ricky He's like, well, no one spoke to me and I'm his manager and his trainer, so what the fuck? <laughs> and then the best thing about it was someone had tweeted saying, oh, Eddie Ann and Ricky, Ricky and I've just had a massive fallout at this awards event. And then Ricky posted a picture of the two of them standing next to each other, big smiles on the faces. It's like, come on, you know, it is what it is. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Finally, it is time to get stuck into another world title clash this weekend. Two? Two? Were they, yeah, and then we're Inglewood? All right, calm yourself down. Can okay, I just talk, no, I can thought I, you're going to skate over one there. Eh? Come on. Can I just talk? I'm excited. Can I just talk about the one that I'm going to? Yes, of course. Oh, you of can course. have your piece of pie in a minute, my man. This weekend, it is time to get stuck into um, another world title fight. In the heavyweight division, the WBO heavyweight championship is on the line. Quite ironic, this, because the man that became the WBO heavyweight champion of the world then obviously relinquished it after his bans and various things like that. Now his cousin's stepping in the ring to try and win it back. Uh, Josie Parker's the current champion. Huey Fury is the man stepping up uh, after having become the uh, mandatory challenger. Uh, Originally uh, scheduled to take place in New Zealand. Then that got pulled through illnesses and various things like that. Now, all of a sudden, we are back on in Manchester. Uh, And I'm glad that it's happening in Manchester because I want to see up close and personal both of these lads because I don't know enough about them at this particular level, I'm going to be honest with you. Josie Parkey, yes, he's the heavyweight champion, but very similar to AJ, learning on the job. He's a young fella, still learning on the job. The level of opponent that he has fought has been absolutely diabolical. I've seen him, obviously, on the TV on a, a couple of occasions performing. 
I've actually thought he's lost fights that he's ended up winning. Yeah. Um, I think he's performed poorly over his last couple of times. So I'm so excited to see him this weekend just to see what he's all about and whether this um, can motivate him. Coming to the UK, knowing full well that if he puts on a performance, he might set up an AJ fight at some point. Um, whether that motivates him to put on the performance of his life. Likewise, I'm looking forward to seeing what Huey Fury's all about now that he's no, now that he's sorting out the uh, skin disorder that he had, which yeah. has been... Uh, making him fight at 30-40% previously. I've, I've enjoyed some of his fights. I think he's got a bit of power about him. I think he boxes really, really well, very similar to his cousin. Obviously, same tutelage under Peter, his dad. Um, I think his jab's very, very good. But what's he like at 100%? We're going to find out this weekend as these two get in the ring. Um, dead excited about this, if I'm honest, mate, even yeah, yeah. though there hasn't been it's that hard. much hype about it. No, it hasn't. It's been very quiet, which is such a shame because... Um, you know, this is a genuine world title fight, WBO. Whether you where, where you rank these guys is kind of down to you. Um, I think these guys are certainly a step below the Joshuas and the Wilders of this world. Uh, I think that, you know, Joe Parker is definitely the weakest world champion in the heavyweight division, which is kind of why. But you know, I'm like you. I'm going into it. I'm thinking it's kind of like a 50-50 fight. Both young guys, both undefeated, both got decent knockout records. Mm. Um, you know, it's kind of like a pick and fight. I've, I spent some time, as you know, with Huey Fury a few weeks ago. I spent an afternoon chatting away with him there, and he was in great spirits. And, you know, he, he touched on the whole skin disorder and said he feels like a new man ever since it. But his, ga- his dad's been putting him through the ringer. He maintains Old school, that. man. Have you yeah, seen yeah. their training? Old oh, school. yeah. He's been chopping trees boots on, and stuff. Running up in the, down in the Lake yes. District or whatever it is, up in the Pennines. Hot on fire. Real man shit. Proper isn't stuff, it? yeah. Proper hairy men, hairy <laughs> chest man shit. I love it. Wrestling a bear. Yeah, exactly. And, um,. So I like that about him, but I really like the kid. He's, he's, he's a lot quieter than Tyson, obviously. But uh, I really like his mentality. And he says, you know, me, his dad, he, say, he maintains, my dad trains me harder than he trains Tyson. Now, whether that's down to the fact that Tyson had a bit more talent, if you like, or, mm. you know, he, he probably had that amateur schooling a little bit more. Talent is a, is a word we use a lot and, and throw it away like, oh, he's got so much natural talent. And, you know, I think it's a bit harsh to say that because talent's only... Uh, talent manifests itself because you nature that talent yeah. that's how it gets, it gets better um, I just think at this level in time Huey is obviously he's still grown as an athlete but Joe Parker is as well mm. Joe Parker's I like still him though his way. me too he comes across I, as a I really like kid. Joe Parker I like Duco events I like what they're doing down in Australasia they're doing really well for boxing um, again it's a real pick and fight I'm kind of siding with Huey just because as I say I spent the afternoon with him and his and his management team really nice people I had a good chat with him he's a student of the game he loves boxing um, he, he told me he would love his first defence to be against Tony Bellew which I kind of liked as well maybe that was feeding <laughs> to my ego but actually that is part of the reason why I want Joe Parker to win because Huey Fury against Tony Bellew is never going to happen because the whole... They've done a David Hay deal. Yeah, they, well, I don't know about the David Hay deal, but certainly there's a, there's some kind of Frank Warren hanging in the background of Huey Fury's career, even though this fight bizarrely isn't on Box Nation or isn't on uh, isn't on BT Sport, which we all thought it would be. Yeah. Instead, it's being streamed on YouTube, which is completely and utterly bonkers. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah. people go to YouTube anyway for illegal feeds. They're going to go to the same platform to pay. I think it's fifteen quid, sixteen quid uh, this week. You could yeah. have got it previously. You could have pre-ordered it for a tenner. I think it's going to be interesting to see how many that does. And it's a shame, really, because this is a heavyweight title fight. It's the coming of age fight for both of these lads. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get them in people's living rooms. And okay. 
the modern way of consuming your content these days. A lot of people do go to the likes of YouTube to consume content, to watch videos and various things like that. And I know that YouTube wants to get involved in a lot of live sports, so it's, it's good. But put it on for free. Yeah. Don't charge people for it. Stick it on for free. This could have done astronomical numbers because the platform is worldwide. It's not significant to one particular country. You type in YouTube and it's there, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, you've got time difference to to take into consideration for the New Zealand crowd and the Australian crowd, all those guys that will want to watch Parker, I've no doubt. But stick it on for nothing. And I reckon that you would have comfortably, you'd have done millions. Yeah. Absolute millions because every man and his dog had gone, Heavyweight title fight on YouTube. It's yeah. not just on British TV or it's not just on American TV. All right, yes, yeah, I'll now. And it's free. Right, I'll have a look at that. No bother. Yeah, yeah, I'll course. get my iPad up whilst the missus is watching X Factor and have a little bit of a nosy at that. But isn't YouTube pay per view piss easy to stream as well? I've heard. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I'm not I would imagine. That, listen, but I would imagine so. I would imagine because it's already on that platform. Mm-hmm. Not that I am a, 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 a king of the dark web, but I'm guessing that it would be quite easy to find a hooky stream of that at yeah. decent quality as well. Of course. Which is a shame, though, because you would want official numbers. Well, exactly. Yeah, I would like to numbers. know how it's done, because yeah. as we touched on, when we first mentioned it last week, that we, you know, it wasn't going... We knew it wasn't going to Box Nation or BT Sport quite early on, which was bizarre because originally Frank Warren was kind of promoting the Furies a little bit. You know, obviously Tyson was ringside at the weekend with Billy Joe and it just seemed like a natural fit for that Mm. to happen. But for whatever reason, it didn't. And then last week's show, when news actually broke about YouTube, instead of it being ITV4, which was was rumoured for ITV, uh, sorry, ITV pay-per-view, it was rumoured for a a spell, um, we were like, you know... This could be amazing. This this could change boxing forever because if a stream on YouTube works and generates big numbers, then it offers a completely different platform for fight fans to pick up fights from all over the world. So not necessarily your big promoters with TV deals, you like to Eddie Hearn, but for people like... Uh, you know, uh, smaller hall promoters putting on good domestic fights. Steve if Woods, for example. Steve Woods might go, okay, YouTubers worked there. On a, you know, they've got millions of people paying to watch Fury versus Parker. So if I put a British title fight on YouTube, I might be able to generate, you know, 100,000 views, which for me, I can then sell to a potential sponsor. Yeah. Advertising, you know, it, it would have opened a new platform. Obvious, isn't it? But the streaming Who, who are we to know? Who are we to know about these? How the, way that the economics work in boxing, eh? Exactly. It's crazy. But listen... I just hope it does well at the weekend. Obviously, I'll be watching it because, uh, because uh, as I say, I had a good relationship with Fury. And you know what? The card's good. Yeah. I would argue this: the undercard here is better than the undercard I watched at the weekend, the mm. World Boxing Super Series, which we talk about more on our on our Merseyside specific show. Who's catching your eye on that undercard in um, particular? I, I really love the ban- the British bantamweight title fight between Josh Whale and Don Broadhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a belter of a fight. Both those guys. Um, are on the comeback trail if you like they've both suffered losses in their careers but I just think it's a really balanced fight and I like uh, like likewise Joe Murray uh, and Matty Fagan yeah, uh, yeah. who's a local lad for me from the northwest from Merseyside Joe Murray of course from Manchester both those guys are... we love a Manchester Liverpool derby yeah, don't we exactly, yeah, me that, and you love that exactly that throws it in a little <laughs> bit of needle that's what we like but both those guys have lost a couple as well you know the, and we're not talking about just undefeated prospects it, obviously the, the undercard early on has got some Nine and oh, six and oh, guys against the TBA as of this point. But I like the fact that there's a couple of good match, well matched, yeah. all British fights on there. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Go on, then get on with it. The other uh, world title fight that you wanted to jizz all over. Oh, here we go. So, listen, I'm a let me just say this first and foremost as a British fight fan, I am 100% behind Luke Campbell this weekend. I want Luke Campbell to go to Inglewood, California 
I want him to do the business. I want him to become a world champion. I want him to go from being a gold medalist at the Olympic Games, gold medalist at the World Championships, collect completed sets and become a world champion in box in the professional boxing as well. But for me, anybody but Jorge Linares. Yeah, man. You know, Jorge Linares is the shit. He is the number one lightweight on the planet. We've been lucky enough to see him up close and personal quite a lot recently. Yeah. The fight with Kevin Mitchell, first of all, down in London. The first Which he wasn't fight, that good at. He, he wasn't. He it wasn't, wasn't unbelievable. He wasn't. Then the first fight with Crawler. Outrageous. Again. Second fight was even silly. It was just silly. First fight with Crawler, I was like, wow, is this the same fight guy that fought Kevin Mitchell? This yeah, guy yeah. is mustard. Second fight with Crawler, I was like, Jesus. And we're both huge anti-Crawler yeah, fans. Yeah, massive, yeah. But five Anthony Crawlers wouldn't have beat Linares that night because Linares, what was the best we've ever seen him? And that's why we were saying, oh, Mikey Garcia's the this and that. You know, this lightweight division's amazing. Can't wait to see what what comes next for him. And out of absolutely nowhere, you know. It's Eddie, mate. Swift Eddie. It's Eddie. Slips in there. The Essex <laughs> wide boy with a Luke Campbell show. Unbelievable. And it's happening in, La- in Los Angeles, it, even though Linares is now living in London. Yeah, yeah. And Luke Campbell trains. Oh, no, he trains out of America, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a weird one. Well, I think it's because uh, Golden Boy, HBO, yeah. had a particular date to fill, and he's their fighter. He's yeah, Jorge yeah. Linares, so they've said, you're coming over here, son, to do this. Yeah, but it's a, actually a co-promotion with Eddie and as well, mm, with Matchroom, mm. obviously. Um, Listen, great experience for, uh, for uh, Luke to get over there and do it. Yeah. And I'm, listen, we both, I don't want to speak out of turn. I think Jorge Linares is going to beat him and beat him quite comfortably. However, I'm really interested to see where Luke Campbell is at because we saw him against Derry Mm -hmm. and he looked a million dollars. Yes. We've seen him against guys and he's looked a million dollars and you think to yourself, right, where are you, Luke? And there's got to be a point, aren't there? There's got to be a point where you go, right, fuck it, shit's a bust. Let's go and see how good I am. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. You're going in against the best, mate. The very, very best. Doesn't get any bigger than this. And with all due respect, if he does get beat, and I anticipate him to do to get beat, it's not the end. No. You're talking not. about the elite of the elite in Jorge Linares. I genuinely believe Luke Campbell will be a world champion. If he pulls it off this weekend, shit, mate. Fair play, brother. Because that would be some victory. That could go down as one of the greatest abroad victories from a British fighter of all time. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, and again, it's hard to put a slight on Luke Campbell because he's had such a terrific career. I thought his last fight against Daly's Perez looked better than ever. Yeah. Even better than he did against Derry, against a proven world-level world fighter. So that's obviously given him the, constant, con, you know, the, the confidence to go into this Linares fight. But Linares, for me, is in the shake-up to be one of the best Boxers pound for pound on the planet. He's certainly fringe, you know, probably definitely top 10, you know, pushing for the top five spot potentially as well. So uh, it's a big ask for Luke Campbell. But you're right, if he can do the business, if he can beat Linares in Inglewood this weekend, mate, and I, I'm guessing, obviously, with Eddie, it must be on Sky Sports. I haven't, don't know that's confirmed, but it must be so. on Sky Sports. Early yeah. hours of the morning, yeah. Uh, it, it's a big ask for him, but you know what? If you want to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And fuck me, if he beats Linares... Opportunity knocks, brother. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you very much once again for listening to our little show. Much appreciated. If this is the first time you'll stumble across us, uh, you can subscribe via our website, fightdisciples.com. We've got another one coming for you tomorrow uh, where we're going to be talking about the World Boxing Super Series. That's specific to Merseyside, and obviously Nick was there at the weekend to watch Callum Smith beat Eric Scoglin. So we'll get stuck into that on tomorrow's show, which you can get on our website, all right? Make sure you follow us on all social medias as well at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram 
I'll be at uh, the Manchester Arena at the weekend. Hopefully I'll be able to blag a pair of tickets like I did last week as well for you to win. So make sure you follow us on social media so you can be there with me. Um, might introduce you to Big Tyson, see what he's up to. You know what I mean? If he comes dressed as a geezer straight from uh, an auction after buying a cow like he did at the weekend. Do you see his gear? Class. I love that farmer look. Farmer chic from yeah, uh, from, big Ty- <laughs> from Big Tyson. Uh, so we'll get stuck into a little bit of that at the weekend as well. And obviously we'll be uh, interacting on social media with the Luke campbell Jorge Linares fight. I think it's only fair uh, that we leave you with a little bit of music, I think, to finish. And there's only one uh, particular piece of music that we would like to play right at this moment in time. This is the big drama show, folks. This is what we wanted. This is what we waited for. This is what we yearned for. It's so awesome that we're getting it. It's like I said, though. I've seen Canelo land those shots against Cotto, land those shots against Chavez, and the same reaction. I didn't believe that he has enough punching power to, to make Canadi pay attention. Trip, Triple G is walking through him. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.